This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday the 14th of April 2023. Coming up today, we are joined by Carrie on Accessibility, or Carrie Morales, as she's actually called. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Stephen Scott. I am nervous. Oh, why? Well, because we've got a talented content creator on, and that always makes me nervous, because um, I'm afraid I'm going to be found out, obviously. Do you know something? I have to say, I've kind of gone past that point. Oh, have you? I have. I've gone past that. Past I think imposter I, syndrome. I, I think yes. what I've done is I've gone past fear and anxiety. Past, don't say past caring. That, <laughs> that sounds wrong. I've gone, I've, gone, I've gone past fear and I've gone past anxiety and I think I'm now at acceptance. I've followed all the stages of grief oh, and yes. I'm now at acceptance. I'm just at nervous of younger, talented people yeah well get used to uh listen there's lots of them out there lots of them out there even more so these days uh but yes we are joined today by a very special guest who i'm really pleased is going to stay with us through the show we have with us carrie morales also known as carry on accessibility welcome to the show carrie hello hello do i clap for myself too you can if you want (laughs) yeah why not why not? I mean, they, do, they, they afford us so much here at AMI in terms of patience and uh, Rob's voice to do the introduction. But, you know, that's as far as it goes. Applause, we're on yeah. our own. Basically. We've got no sound effect for applause. I don't think it exists. We'll have to work on that. No, it wasn't in the budget this year. Uh, maybe next year. You never know. You can actually ask Alexa to uh, applause for you. you oh, know? Don't say the name. No, don't say, don't that. say the name. That's them all set off. You're a professional. You know better than that. Unbelievable. Well, Honestly. Well, you see, the thing is, I usually edit those things out. When ah, I well, I see you're not on this show. No, we don't do editing. <laughs> you, you've, you've heard, heard this show, Carrie. You know how this works. <laughs> We don't do editing around here. I forgot. I yeah. forgot. I'm no, sorry. That's the, oh, it always makes people, I like to say that to people because it makes them just feel a little bit more nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, so, yes, welcome to it. So, you are, who are you exactly, Carrie? Why are you here? Yeah. So, like Stephen said, I'm Carrie Morales and I am, I don't know what to call myself. I guess a content creator or an influencer Oof. or whatever you want to call it, right? But I'm here. I make, <laughs> YouTube videos for the most part. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok and, and I'm just here to talk about technology and accessibility because that's what I'm passionate about. And I, no, you're here I, to talk about Windows and Android and I'm against oh, it. I, oh. should, I just want to say that up front. I'm against it. Uh oh. Is there, a, is there an Android, um, <clears throat> problem here is it is it yeah, are we gonna have i think when we first spoke Stephen, what was it what did i say um i i said i don't like iphone or i don't use iphone mm. and there was this dead silence oh <laughs> oh unbelievable yeah can you believe i'm so this? sorry yeah and you made it onto the show that's incredible <laughs> now you stand up for yourself okay? that's absolutely fine if you love android you love android it's perfect good for you you tell him well, I, I told Stephen that I'm just surprised I continue listening to the show because there's so much iPhone, oh. iOS content, Mac oh. content on this show. And, you know, okay, I, I take the time out of my day to listen. Right. Hey, Don't listen. get nasty about it. <laughs> Even the haters love to love, right? So, you know. God, what, is it, what is it Taylor Swift said? Love the haters. I have no idea what Taylor Swift sings, but uh, she's still going. Is she still doing that? <laughs> Don't I try and be so. with it. I have it. no idea. Stephen. Can I just say, Carrie, I watched a video of yours a couple of days ago, I think. I saw it pop up on my Facebook feed. Did you? Really? Yes, I did. Yes. And it was on Ira Explorer. It was excellent, by the way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely excellent. Oh, thank you. But I believe you said, and this is proof I actually watched it, by the way. I believe you said there <laughs> that last time you, I think you demoed, was it Be My Eyes, on the iPhone. So this time you're using your Android phone. Um, actually, the Ira Explorer came out first on Android, and that's oh. what I demoed. Uh-oh. And then I went back and did the iPhone version because Ira. Oh, uh, yeah. So you did the iPhone. That. That's that's the point I was making. Mm. Yeah. Yes, Wait, are you I trying do to have catch her out? Come on, yeah. Why are you trying to catch her out on this? She uses she uses both. She is omni. Uh, yeah. Present. Well, 
<laughs> I don't know what the right word is. Omni device. Okay. Omni device. Yeah, let's go with that. The only um, thing that's missing from my collection is a Mac, which I'm hoping to get sometime soon. Maybe when the oh. uh, what is it M3 comes out. Yeah, well, that's yeah, right. when, when Stephen buys an M3 and just throws all his others away. Oh, yeah. I just permanently hang around his uh, trash cans and, and, and just pick it out when he's done. Yeah, I'll have to make sure I'm on the waiting list for that. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big line of us outside his back door just waiting. See what rubbish gets thrown away. I'll have that. Thank you. So I want to start by asking you a question that I think sighted people might ask, Carrie. Uh, I bet you've had this before from people. How do you make videos when you can't see? So I will be honest, I um, there is no video editing software that I have personally tried and used. Uh, I know there's Reaper and I just was a little bit overwhelmed with it, honestly. And oh, I thank don't really you. know it's what nice to, to someone else. No, it's nice to hear someone else say that. <laughs> no, I absolutely. Felt exactly I agree. The same way. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually just use a magnifier and it, and it, it is a struggle and it takes me a god awful long time, to mm. be honest, to, to edit these videos. Um, because the magnifier likes to jump around all over the place. Uh, like, j- just like when you're using a screen reader and the focus kind of jumps everywhere. That's kind of like how using a magnifier with a video editor feels like um and it it just takes a lot of time uh perseverance honestly a lot of uh re-recording because sometimes i don't realize that it's not recording or it gets cut off (laughs) (laughs) or i i you know cut off the top of my head or or something in the background that my my somebody who cited like my mom she'll say why do you have a, a tissue on the floor? Oh, no. I know. <laughs> and it's, that's my son. I'm going to blame my son. Uh, yeah. yeah, do that. Yeah. That's what kids are for. I blame them for everything. <laughs> it's either the kids or the dog did it. Never me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i got to say, the, the time you spend on it is is worthwhile because it was excellent. It was really well produced, um, the ones that I watched. So, yeah, it, it's well worth the time. And do you know what? I, I Sometimes I feel that people are slightly defensive that they're not doing it 100% their, themselves. I mean, whatever way you're doing it is obviously working for you. But even if you just recorded the pieces and told someone, you know what, this is what I want this to be, and I, mm. got someone else to do the editing, I don't see any problem with that at all. I, I, I think that's perfectly valid. You're still recording the content yourself and making the content. Mm-hmm. You're still the personality. And I know a lot of people who are uh, blind, uh, even large creators, even when they're not blind, they have people who, you know, record the video and edit the video and do all of those things. And, you know, there, there's it's great now we have things like Fiverr and Upwork and whatever. And you can absolutely have somebody edit it for you if you want. How did you get into it, Carrie, on YouTube specifically? Because I must admit, I I know you've got a little bit of vision. So I guess you probably get a chance to look at some YouTube videos. You you still enjoy it as a platform. But, you know, how do you how do you get into it on YouTube and and why, considering the audience you're talking to? For me, I, I love YouTube. I grew up when YouTube was like the thing to watch, like... I don't, I don't know. Maybe there were podcasts. Maybe there was radio, but I never, I never really listened to it unless I was in the car. You're feel very old now, Carrie. I'm feeling very old. <laughs> maybe there was radio. Maybe radio maybe, existed. I don't know. Back maybe the there was. in the distant past when dinosaurs roamed I, I think I remember it when I was like, I don't know how old I was, but very, very young. You know, I'd hear something in the background and I didn't know what it was, but yeah. Yes, I did start out in Flintstone FM. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just loved YouTube and I loved the background audio. I kn- I will say that 25% of the time I, I maybe will watch it. And that's already being like generous. And mm. most of the time I just leave it on the table or leave it somewhere and just listen because um, <clears throat> I don't like listening to or, or watching really visual content. It's hard for me to see, like, even though I can see, it takes a long time for me to like visually interpret things. So I like things that are people talking and um, that type of content. And, and I found so many people who watch YouTube. When you go to Google, there's YouTube results. When you go to like, when you have a problem, you either go to Google or you go to YouTube to yes. try to figure out 
how to fix something or how to do something. It's called the YouTube University or whatever they call it these days. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But, but in terms of the content you're producing, are you aiming it at a blind audience or low vision audience? Or are you thinking this is really for lost people to see so that, you know, sighted people can get a glimpse into our world? What are you thinking when you're creating this, this content? For me, I think that most of my audience is blind or visually impaired or has a disability. I have a few videos here and there, and I like to sprinkle them out where it could have a wider target audience. Um, but for the most part, I don't know. I just like technology and I don't, I don't really care if how many people watch the video. I, I really like this kind of stuff and I'm just going to make, do the best I can make it and put it out there. And sometimes I know there'll be videos that might get, you know, very few views, but I'm like, I wish I knew this before, um, before I really got into technology. So I'm just going to share it so that other people, even if it's one person that will benefit from it, then you know they'll they'll have that. Yeah, it's excellent, and it's it's really it's really good to see more blind and visually impaired people on the platform, right? And, and as you said, mm -hmm. Instagram and TikTok as well. But because there's always been visually impaired people on there, but when you see the quality that you're producing, you know, and and Sam from the Blind Life, you know, James Rath, mm -hmm. and people that are out there, it, it's it's like you know what we're, we're 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 competing on the same level here. And, and yes, of course, but we are so, not. Well, no, we're not, obviously. No, no, absolutely not. But, I mean, yeah, I know I do double tap TV, but that's a whole other thing because those are, those are like professionals behind that. This, this is dog and pony, right? Yeah. I will say that it's so refreshing to be on a podcast because I don't have to worry about my hair or my exactly. background or if Who I'm cares? wearing pajamas or whatever, whatever, you know, nobody's looking at me. I'm like, wow, this is kind of nice. <laughs> Yes, me and Stephen are both physically grotesque, so you're absolutely <laughs> fine. Relax. No problems here. Faces for radio. <laughs> I want to ask a bit about the Android thing, because, look, we've got to bring it up. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's that kind of, you know, okay, so you're using Android. Uh, why not Apple? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait for the email inbox this week. This is going to be a fun one. Yes, carry, carry on. Uh there's a lot of things. <laughs> you made her speechless. Unbelievable, Stephen. Putting people at their ease. Sorry, carry on. Um, so, uh, hey, that's that's the pun in my um, uh, YouTube channel. You see, I love that. I carry on. Mm. Okay, but anyway. Um, first of all, I started out with smartphones only using magnification. And this is back in, oh gosh, 2012, maybe 2014. And iPhones were so small. And um, you had to use three fingers and double tap on the screen and move around that way when you're using Zoom. Mm. Which to me is absolutely ridiculous that it's like a tiny little screen and you're using up like that tiny screen for three fingers. Plus, I still have not um, gotten used to the inertia based movement of the zoom. And that, that would just make me dizzy. Like it, it was so disorienting. And then there's the zoom controller. <clears throat> I really don't like floating icons. I can make it transparent, but then I won't be able to see it. And if yes. it's opaque, then then it's in the way. And I have to constantly move the, the, the awful little thing. And <laughs> I just could not find it. And it was just hard to deal with. Um, and then somebody gave me, a, I think it was at the AT&T store. It was a Samsung Galaxy. It was like one of the big ones. It was like, I think a uh, 5.7 inch or 5.4 somewhere around there and i was like whoa this is a huge phone it's um over five inches this is great and when i found out i just have to use one finger and triple tap i was like okay i'm sold that's it that's it and the screens <laughs> were so much better apple stayed with their retina lcd display for the longest time and samsung's been like within oled for so long and it's just so much easier to see then i went with um 
with a screen reader, right? Uh, I started using TalkBack, and uh, it was kind of interesting, right? Um, oh, I know. I'm saying nothing, but yeah. I'm sensing dissent. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I like to be quite fair. It was not quite a good screen reader at all. No, 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 it wasn't. Back, Steady back now, in calm down. But well, well, I'm a good screen reader. <laughs> and when are, we, when are we talking when you tried this? Uh, what year? Can you remember? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. It was 2016, probably, around okay. there. Okay. And, I, and I was just not happy with that. Um, and so I tried to just keep using magnification and, and everything. And then my dad, you know, he's an iPhone user. And he's like, look how easy it is. Like, whatever, whatever, dad. Just <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> get that iPhone away from me. <laughs> and so um, then um, TalkBack started getting a lot of updates and more updates and more updates. And I, I will say that voiceover is more responsive, especially when you are using um, Zoom and voiceover. But when you're a hybrid AT user like me, where you use a screen reader and uh, a magnification, um, voiceover gets stuck everywhere. Like there's like these bugs where voiceover and Zoom just are not happy to work together. When I when the screen refreshes and you're in like a in a page, right, in a new page, you you can't like move around. It'll, it'll get stuck. It'll have like all these bugs, and um, sometimes when you're zoomed in. You can't double tap. Like I just kept running into all these different bugs. And when you're using uh, an Android phone and talkback and magnification, it works generally pretty well together. I mean, I, I don't think any platform or operating system is perfect. Mm -mm. Uh, Android has its like list of my complaints and so does Apple. And I think that, um, Overall, when I weigh the, the my daily usage and what I use it for, I would I would stick with Android. And um, I recently got into maybe it was about a year ago the Google uh, Trusted Tester program, which is which is really amazing, I think. And I've just seen a lot of feedback from the community and from the developers of how they are working on improving talk back, which, you know, for me, I'm excited about because the more um, vision that I lose, which um, it's kind of been gradually going down, the more I want to use TalkBack. And over the years, it's just gotten so much better. And finally, finally, they have multi-finger gestures. For the longest time, they were saying, no, no, we can't do multi-finger gestures because of this problem or that problem. And I'm like, that's just dumb. But they finally figured it out and fixed it. So a lot of the things are very similar to iPhone now. Um, iPhone still has a lot more voiceover uh, settings, more Braille support, definitely. But with TalkBack, you also now have Braille screen input um, and things are just getting easier and easier. And for me, I see Google as a company that is willing to listen and have a conversation. When I report a bug, they'll come back to me and say, okay, thanks for reporting that. This can just be through Be My Eyes. And they'll send me an email. And um, if you're in the Trusted Tester group, they can even share a ticket with you. Like, not that you can be part of the ticketing system and like look it up or anything. But you kind of have this sense that they're listening. And then they do like fix things. And you see that they're fixing it and they can like have that conversation. And to me, that's really valuable. Yeah, that, that is excellent. I mean, that's one of the big criticisms when it comes to Apple is that you can report a bug, but you'll <sighs> never hear back to know if it's ever been fixed. And, you know, the only way you'll know is if a release comes out and the bug is fixed and, and mm -hmm. there may not even be any notes attached to that. But there's another side to this, though, Carrie, which I think is important. You started off with Android, and, and you know part of that was driven by the size of the device and the magnification and all that stuff, and that's really ultimately, I think, what, what probably led you down that route. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I've, I've said it on my show for years that I think that when it comes to low vision, Android is the best option because – and I don't know if I'd say it always has been, but it certainly is now – 
um, and from your experience, clearly for a long time, right? That it's it's actually been a great product for low vision people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when it comes to the screen reader, part of it, part of the reason we choose the device, or part of the reason we stay with the device, is because we get used to the device. You know, it's, it, it, we kind of joke around mm-hmm. a lot about Android, but the truth is. Part of the reason we don't use it is because we don't use it every day. We wouldn't use it every day because we've got the iPhone. If you said to me, this is the only option left, Apple's you know, gone down the sink and that's the end of that, then, okay, fine, I'll use Android. I'm not going to get annoyed about it. Um, wow, if there's only one option and Android's the last man standing, then <laughs> Stephen will I'm use it. For it. Then Otherwise, I'm no thanks. Oh, that, what, what a beautiful <laughs> compromise we have there from Stephen Scott. Oh, that's okay. I feel the same way. <laughs> you feel the same but way the other way around, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting you brought that up, Stephen, because that's exactly the same thing I was going to say as well, because I've had talks with people with um, trainers, assistive tech trainers, and they often said the same thing, that, that Android is fine if you have some vision, uh, but they find that their totally blind users struggle a lot with it. But I don't think that is necessarily the case anymore, as as. Carrie said there about the the, mm. the evolution of talkback, yeah. and I think separating talkback from the actual core of the OS was a big deal as well. Meaning that it doesn't really matter what version of Android you're running or your manufacturer's skin on it. Having the accessibility suite as a separate mm. downloadable app. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Uh, oh, wait. Sorry. Go on, Carrie. <laughs> so it, it is good. If your device is not a Samsung, and and that's one like very confusing thing for people with in with iPhone, what what do you have? You have like the small iPhones, the big iPhones, the iPhones in the middle, the older iPhones, the newer iPhones. <laughs> everything's an iPhone, right? Everything's the same, pretty yeah. much, and so the experience will be pretty pretty on par with everything else. However, on Android, it's very a very different story. Yes. You could have a Pixel and it's completely different than if you get a Samsung or a, a, a Moto phone or something else like Samsung, though, uh, it, to further their accessibility and improve accessibility, they decided to forego their old screen reader, which was a voice assistant, um, and they partnered with Google to make uh, TalkBack better so everybody was very excited that we'll just have one unified talk back uh, however that's not what happened <laughs> now samsung devices have talk back in the galaxy store and this is a modified version of talk back and it is very far behind the actual play store version so um my Samsung S22 Ultra is running the latest TalkBack from the Galaxy Store, which, by the way, the version number is higher than the one in the Play Store, which makes oh, you think so that annoying. it's wow. advanced, but it's actually behind a couple months, which is just... <sighs> I can't, but isn't nice the, the curse I, no. and the gift that is Android, right? Yes. The customizability of it. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I just pulled out the um, Galaxy S21 from my drawer the other day to take a look. Mm. And I was thinking, who actually goes in the Galaxy Store anyway? I mean, wouldn't the default always be the Play Store? But besides the point, I mean, again... That that's the curse, and also the the mm-hmm. gift that is Android. The customizability is a great thing. But recently, I, I recorded a video on um, making emergency calls because I had an accident. I had to make an emergency call using you know a smart tech. So how do you invoke an emergency call? But when it came to Android, of course, you've always got to say that caveat of well, depending on which version you're using, and depending on your manufacturer of your handset, mm-hmm. then maybe it's mm-hmm. this. So you've got to be a little bit more general about everything you know so you end up saying well if you're running android 12 then press the power button five times or whatever it may be yeah um which, which does make it a lot more uh difficult to give yes. assistance to people because there's always that caveat well this may not work for you but it'll be something similar and that's the, that's the only mm-hmm. problem i have with android really Yes, so I, I like what you said it's a it's a curse and a blessing all in one but i could say the same thing about iPhone, so. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could. No, you couldn't. <laughs> I 
love that you two are arguing this and I'm just sitting watching. It's absolutely brilliant. This is great. Um, but it is interesting. I, well, no, carry on, Carrie. You carry on. No, no I, I just think that um, if I if there was a third choice, I wish there was a third choice, like Android and iPhone Windows merged together. No. Blindshell Classic. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a third option, I guess, yeah. Uh, that was actually on the same level, right? Uh, like Apple and Google, who's going to uh, actually beat them or even be able to compete with them on the same level? Um, and maybe that could even improve the accessibility on all three sides. But uh, yeah, I, I wish th- there were there's things that I want to change about Android and there's things I want to change about iPhone. So, um, for example, on iPhone, the font size... Uh, ha- there's accessibility font sizes, which can go very, very large. However, a lot of the third-party apps don't actually reflect those uh, font sizing. Yeah. And they don't uh, change how big buttons are. On uh, Android devices, your font sizes aren't as large. They can still go pretty large, but you also have the option of display size, which makes the layout and the buttons larger. So it's like, I don't know which one to pick in the, those cases. <laughs> and and for Android, it, it covers more uh, third-party apps. Okay, right. Look, stay with us, Carrie, because there's so much more I want to talk about, including your uh, venture into Windows not Mac. Interesting. Well, we'll you know, we'll get over it. Uh, but okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> That's coming up next on Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Yeah, Stephen and Sean today, as always, and joined today by Carrie, also known as uh, Carrie on Accessibility across social media. Uh, that is where you'll find her on YouTube, TikTok, and various other places. We'll get more info on that in a minute, Carrie. But uh, there's lots of, you know, interesting things we can talk about today. I mean, obviously, we've kind of had a lot of fun talking about Android, but um, I want to talk about Windows because you've been using Windows for a long time. And uh, I, I, I'm, well, I don't want to assume anything, but, you know, <laughs> Windows computers, you know, there's a lower uh, cost price. Well, at least there used to be a lower cost price to getting onto the Windows system. You could, you could essentially buy a secondhand computer, you know, from five years ago and it would run the latest version of Windows. Um, maybe that's a bit more challenging today with new requirements for Windows 11, but... You know, certainly the, the barrier of entry was a little bit lower than it was with Mac. Uh, so, you know, is, is that maybe what dro- drove you to Windows or was it just that you had always used Windows? Um, I've just always used Windows. My dad has always used Windows uh, and he, I don't know, it was, I've just always had Windows. So I do want to try a Mac. Um, apparently, though, uh, is this true? Is this still true that you can't just like copy and paste or, or i don't know but it's, it's just can, the can interface i had a friend right uh, okay i had a okay. friend who told me that once he used a mac in the 90s and it crashed and therefore he would never use a mac again i oh, think you're silly. reading from his handbook on this <laughs> <laughs> no i just um there's a YouTube video uh, from Linus Tech Tips and iJustine, and they have to switch uh, operating systems. So Linus, who mostly uses Windows, he has to use MacBook. Mm. And then iJustine, who's always use it, used Mac, has to switch to Windows. And th- that was just a really hilarious video. I can definitely recommend it to anybody who wants <laughs> I think a I watched that nice one, yeah. little I, yeah, app. I yeah, I think I did as well. I think the confusion <laughs> comes about on, on the Mac. There's no Control X for cut is ah, there is it cut I, okay i think you just copy and then when you paste it you either paste and move or just paste like a duplicate is that right steven yes yeah, so you do so. command mm. option v wherever you want to paste and that moves the file yeah so i would love to have some experience uh with mac i just haven't had uh any money to to buy one <laughs> well the reason I'm, i mean okay so the reason i'm interested in the windows thing with you uh, in particular okay yeah the cost is the ba- it can be a barrier to this but you know if you were to go down the mac route what i'm interested in from your point of view and not necessarily even just with the mac but 
you know, iMovie, for example, we we're talking about a little bit you making movies or making movies, making YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you could edit using something like iMovie, which is way more accessible probably than than the other options out there. So, you know, there are options out there, but of course on Windows, it does it does seem to be a little bit more restricted. I don't know. I think I, I'm pretty sure when I do get a Mac, which I, I really will, um, it's just going to be the same thing as uh, my iPhone. A lot of the time I'm like, where's my iPhone? Where did it go? I need it now. And, <laughs> and I'll just pull it out when I want to play with it or something. Okay, we'll, we'll get Michael Babcock on the show one time and we'll get you two together and we'll... Uh, We'll leave you two to just chat in a corner somewhere. I think he'll talk you into this without any hassle at all. Um, now, what what other tech do you use? Because you're saying that your vision is is going right. You're losing vision. Uh, we've all been there, so you're in you're in a good group here with this because we all know that feeling. Um, and you know, I guess when that starts to happen, there's that there's a little bit of fear kicks in, right? What am I going to do, and what am I going to use uh, in terms bit. of tech? I mean, well, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. I rolled into uh, the fetal position and wept for about a year. Yeah, and, and I and I went into padded rooms that were, you know, soundproof studios and screamed a lot. Yeah, I know. I, I'm kind of trying to downplay it a little bit, just you know, so we don't all start crying. Um, but you know, it is a difficult thing, right? And you know, when that happens, one of the aspects that you think about is tech, right? It's not the only thing, of course. There's a bigger, a much bigger things going on in your life than that, but. You know, tech is part of it, and this is supposedly a tech show. So, you know, um, have you kind of given thought to what kind of stuff you're using now that might change in the future, how you might adapt? Yeah, and the number one thing I would say is right now I'm in a journey to learn Braille. Ooh, um, okay. To re- kind of relearn. I grew up, uh, I had a TVI, and, you know, she taught me Braille, and I loved it because I got to get out of class, right? Yes. <laughs> so I learned Braille. I was just, and I never used it. And they, I don't know, nobody ever told me that I should. And they just kind of were like, okay, well, you can have these Braille lessons. And, you know, we're not actually going to provide anything in Braille or, you know, you have a lot of vision. You don't need it. But yeah, if you yeah. want to get out of class, sure. Okay. Oh, and then gotcha. so I, I was like, okay. And so I learned all the contractions. This was before UEB. Um, and I learned all of those, but you know, it's like I would study for one of her quizzes and then right then after that, I, I would forget it because <laughs> yeah. I never used it. Um, and so I've been going through the Hadley courses, which they've completely revamped. And, uh, yeah, I, I've, it's amazing. I recalled the alphabet very quickly. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting you say that it came back to you, in particular the alphabet. That's mm-hmm. really interesting because I learned grade one at school only because my teacher was learning to be a Braille teacher. Mm. And so I got the chance to learn grade one because I was her guinea pig. And unfortunately, she left before I could learn grade two. And, you know, it was interesting because it was the same. It's exactly the same as me. I was I was in this position where they said to me, you have enough vision you don't need this, so we're not going to teach you anymore. You know, this was just an addition. This was just like an aside. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything really that was part of my curriculum. And um, it kind of worries me a little bit that, you know, you're you're a lot younger than us, Carrie, um, you know, by significant <laughs> numbers of decades, um, and certainly in Sean's case. Um, so, what? <laughs> so, you know, uh, it kind of worries me that, you know, you're still in that position uh, and we're, we are, it seems, still in that position to some degree today um, because I think Braille is so important. It really is. It's, it's vital and it's something I'm very strong about. I, I want to see more kids. I want to see all mm-hmm. kids who are visually impaired learning Braille in addition to and alongside learning how to use JAWS or NVDA or screen readers or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have a six-year-old son who is also visually impaired. And so I've been um, teaching him Braille, the Braille that I know. At first, it was a real struggle, I will tell you. Um, (laughs) He's like, why do I need this? I can still see. I can see when it's big. Uh, The number of complaints was just just phenomenal. Um, But kids don't want to do anything, right? I mean, I I didn't want to do anything as a kid. Not even as adults. I don't want to do anything either. I'm exactly the same. I was the same when I was learning to touch type. I I whinged all the way through it, and it took me about three years. 
He actually picked up Talkback really, really quickly and really easily. That's so. annoying, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. An, that's inspirational, I think, the word you're looking for. No, that's really annoying. I hate that when kids pick things up because they have brains like sponges. They can pick things up in no time at all. You know, I'm still sitting there going, hang on, what is, what's the N again in Braille? Uh, is it that one? Uh, could be. Uh, and you're just rolling your finger back and forward to the point you've pretty much wiped out the Braille. <laughs> Yeah, but what what actually helped is recently I got a hold of the Hable One. Oh yeah, and because it was paired with a, of the phone and talkback talking every time I pulled it out, he's like, "What is that? Wait, I want to push the button. Let me push the button." And he <laughs> he he literally discovered Braille and like just by exploring and pressing different combination of of dots he started learning how to do it and he's like mom mom how do you do a g how do you do it and he he just have such a kick out of oh, that's so being cool. able to press those buttons and hearing talkback announce what was typed so for me i was like yes yes i'm just so hopeful because there's so much new technology with ai with with everything though it's kind of scary but uh really exciting there's a lot of potential there i'm hoping that in my lifetime we'll be able to get a self-driving car maybe um maybe the 20th generation or something so that it's really safe (laughs) or on ebay (laughs) no i don't know about you know the great thing just, about the driverless car? It'll be able to drive itself to your house, so you don't even have to go and pick it up. How mm, cool is yeah. that? No, I want one right in my garage, you know? Yeah, when it, when I want to be able to sit I'll in trade. it and pretend. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? I want to make it feel a little room room yeah. like a child. There you go. You have that, Sean. You know what, despite, sh- despite the tech, though, you know, and the, the where is it going to go? And yes, it's never been a better time to be blind. I think more than that, though, Carrie, is about... You know, showing him that it's not the end of the world and you still have mm-hmm. a laugh and your life goes yes. on. You know, it's it's yes. all about role models and whatever. I don't want to get too serious, but, you know, yes, tech makes life easier, of course. But um, if, if his role model is someone who's, you know, constantly depressed or finding life so difficult, then, you know, it's going to reflect on him. So um, well done, you. Well, <laughs> but on that point, actually on that one, because that's, that's a really interesting point. You know, because you, I imagine, well, maybe you don't, I don't know. But I, I just know from my own experience, I've had very dark days. Now, I don't have kids, um, so I'm utterly selfish. And, you know, I often find that, you know, if I have those dark days, I do think to myself, God, if I had kids right now, this would be really difficult. And even harder if those kids were visually impaired as well, because they'd be looking to me to kind of spur them on. And I can't even spur myself on. Have you had days like that? I guess for me, I grew up with a lot of my family being visually impaired. And so it's just kind of been the normal, but I have had those days. And, um, what what is a struggle for me is seeing my son struggle like when when we go somewhere and he can't tell like who's who and especially when it's kids like you know it's it's really awkward when you have to go and say oh who are who's that person or who's that kid or like you know you can't just like go up to somebody and be like hey and, and recognize them right away and so for me as a parent that seeing my son not being able to see something or not being able to have access to something in an, in, in an easy way. I mean, of course I will help him get whatever accommodation he needs or help him to, to find a way to, to do something. Um, but it's, it's just breaks my heart to see him, um, be upset about something that he, you know, is, is challenging for him. That that's actually a lot worse for me. I don't want to get, too serious on this but even if mm-hmm. you have those dark days right even the yeah. way you handle that because he's going to have dark days as well yeah and, and mm-hmm. you just you know okay you're having a, a, a bad bad moment but you know it's temporary and and tomorrow you'll feel mm-hmm. different or you'll feel the same and the day after you'll feel better so it, it's yeah. it's ah oh man i don't know it's just parenting in general i think is uh <laughs> yeah difficult. but you know anyway. what? He, he is going to have such a great life because you're visually impaired i know that sounds weird but he will because he's got someone who can turn to. You know, it's like this this secret relationship that you two have because, you know, it, it's almost the best solution in a lot of ways if he's visually impaired and you're visually impaired because he can turn to you and he can get so mm-hmm. much from you that, you know, with the best will in the world, a sighted parent, you know, I still to, my, to this day, I, I don't think my mum fully understands 
that I'm visually impaired. She doesn't understand what it means. Mm -hmm. And and that's the same with my mom, you know, Um, my dad is blind, she's sighted, and uh, she had two children, me and my sister, who are visually impaired, and my brother, who's deaf. And, uh, you know, she she did her best and she was um, absolutely amazing. She's a phenomenal mom. She was my, my brother's voice in our eyes, uh, but she still does that. Like it's over there. Go, go, go get it. Go get <laughs> <Yeah>. that thing, <laughs> that yeah. thing over there. I'm like, what, what, where? <laughs> and it's amazing though, because, um, my son grew up with, uh, visually impaired parent you know uh he's amazed when my mom like from across the room says don't do that what are you doing (laughs) because he's like not used to somebody being able to see him from that far it's like superhero Uh, powers yes Yes, exactly that's interesting you can't get away with anything I will admit, I, I, and I, I must say, just just for the record as well, my own mum. You know, thank God she did what she did because she was she was a fighter. She was mm-hmm. a fighter. She would make sure that I was able to get you know the, in her mind the best education I could, and she would have done anything to make sure I got what we what I needed. And I think just like any parent, really, or any parent should be. Um, I want to ask you a little bit just to go off this for a minute. I want to ask you because we all get very emotional here. Um, I want to ask you a bit about I love YouTube. You, yeah, yeah. Come on, Sean. Yeah. Um, I want to ask a bit about YouTube because when you when you're putting your stuff out there and you're putting yourself out there on those platforms, um, you know, we all know that social media in itself is a cesspit of misery um, on a good day. Um, what about? I'm, I'm glad you're taking the tone up. <laughs> But I want to ask you about what you get in terms of response from people watching the videos. Uh, you know, is it all, hey, you're amazing, you're great, I love this. Do you get negative stuff? And, and if you do, how do you deal with it? Uh, so recently I did a video on uh, the Mr. Beast uh, curing blindness video, right? Mm, and yep, yep. Um, and I specifically said in the video that it's both good and bad. Like I, I see like what he did is great for those people, but you know, now people are thinking oh, a lot of things and, and then people come have come back and say, what are you talking about? Obviously people won't think any um, um, misconceptions about blindness when literally on the Mr. Beast video, there's all these people, Mr. Beast curing blindness and, oh, now blindness will never be a problem and all these yes. things. So <laughs> He's fixed it. It's um, fine. Yes. I, <laughs> and, that, and that was very, and just for people who weren't aware of the video, mm-hmm. that was very specific, wasn't it? Because it was around cataract treatment, really. Yes. He was he was paying for people's treatments because in America, you obviously have the, that you've got to pay for a lot of these treatments. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just couldn't afford to do it. And he was essentially going in and saying, look, you know, I'm a philanthropist and I will, you know, help you with this. And and some people really took that to heart, thinking it was almost an affront to, uh, you know, being blind. You know, being blind is is a good thing, some people say. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of blind people out there who advocate very strongly that, you know, this is is not something we should, in quotes, fix. Um, I have my own views on this. You might not be surprised. Um, ridiculous. I, I, there, I've well, said my view. I, 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 I tend to think, you know what, if I could get my vision back tomorrow, I'd take it. That's my take on it. I don't know where you stand in this, Carrie, but I, I just, I, I, I'm... <laughs> we, we bring you on to talk about YouTube. Oh. <laughs> Comments. We are yeah, throwing you, you under it. the you bus. See, I am so sorry. You put this out there, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah. I, I definitely would have it back. Uh, I actually did a poll on this on YouTube and I asked like uh, the, the audience, if there was some type of surgery or pill or whatever that cured your blindness, would you? And I was just so surprised because there were people that would say no, but the, the majority said yes. And, uh, or, Yes, if it was safe, something like that. And, and I mean, I, well, we're going to get into hot water here. <laughs> but I, so you want to say <laughs> recently, I think you were talking about like the medical model and like the social oh, model. God, yeah. And, and uh, everybody's advocating for the social model. And I can see why. But, but. And that's the, and that's the I, argument that is essentially saying that, you know, we, it's not, it's not for us to fix the problem. It's for society mm-hmm. to fix the problem. So, for example, in the social model, which I don't disagree with, is if I go to a restaurant and I can't get in because I'm in a wheelchair 
and there's no way in, then it's up to the restaurant to fix that problem, right? They need mm-hmm. to put a ramp in for me to be able to get in. Now, that I agree yes. with. I agree with that. I yeah. totally agree with that. But there's also many different models. There's the economic model. There's the psycho- uh, psychological model of disability. There's a lot of them. And I'm like, okay, can we just take all these different elements from all these different models? Because really, there is something in my genes that has made me blind like that's something i would say is medical yep. and and that doesn't mean that i'm going to sit here and like change it or if there was or something like that but if if there was a way that i could have my sight yes i would absolutely do that and you know if there's some people that won't well then okay that that's okay you do you yeah i, I think it's, it's, it's the social model to me just just creates this sense of yes. it's everyone else's fault now i don't mm-hmm. necessarily like that you know if i go exactly. to a restaurant and that restaurant offers me a braille menu to try and compensate for the fact that they don't have a, a large print option or they don't have another option in audio or whatever then i'm not going to turn around to that restaurant and say you've done me wrong because mm-hmm. it's not their fault. They've tried to do something. Now, you can argue, well, they didn't do enough. But, you know, also, when is it on us as individuals? We yes. do have some responsibility yes. and we also have agency. We have the ability to take control of that by learning to use a smartphone, use an app like Seeing AI, use the new mm-hmm. Be My Eyes, uh, you know, beta that's out just now, which is just incredible for that. saying, like you were saying the other day, Sean, you know, I want to know what <laughs> price the chicken fried rice is. Yeah. You can just ask the app and it'll tell you. It was so um, cool. And that's the point, right? So, you know, I, I, this is why I think that the answer is probably everything. It's not mm-hmm. one thing. It's exactly. not that the social model is the answer versus the medical model. Mm-hmm. It, I don't like that because it, it, if we were all intended to be blind, we wouldn't be born with eyes, right? <laughs> we just wouldn't be. No one, there would be no eyes. There would be no, no eyes where. So we didn't have any. That's a new app. Be no eyes. <laughs> be no eyes. <laughs> But that's the truth of it, right? I mean, it's it's not, you know, there is something that has happened to us that is, you know, outside of, of, of the norm. That's just the reality of it. That's the way I am. I, I can't pretend to be anything else. So, you know, but this is, of course, as you say, these are the kind of comments... Yes. It, and, and, and it doesn't it, take much to to get everyone upset on Twitter or or, or Facebook, yes. right? or on this and, show, and apparently. Back- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to get back to your original question, which uh, what, what, yeah, what was we, it? I can't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the uh, type of comments that people yeah, would yeah, yeah. send me, right? The feedback, and most of it is positive. I, I will say, I am not out there like. Uh, um, the big creators, maybe like, I, I'm just going to throw out some names out there, Molly Burke or Lucy Edwards mm. and um, uh, uh, Josh, oh, the, the blind surfer. Uh, I'm not out there trying to speak to the masses. So for the most part, I get very positive feedback. And there are instances, though, where I get a lot of interesting um, comments like, oh, that's fake. I, I did a, I did a video on um, voiceover and how it works and how to turn it on. And so on Instagram, this person was like, yeah, that's fake. You totally just made that up. And I'm like, I'm sitting here at first. I'm like, well, if you go to your settings and you look under accessibility, you know, I was trying to be educational, right? Uh, and they're like, yeah, whatever. No, you just totally made that up. LOL. Ha ha ha. Like, I'm like, what is this? What What in the world? Is there no such thing as technology? Do you I think really that's called think trolling. that this doesn't? Yeah, but can, can I just say on <laughs> no, that? No, they were right? serious. They yeah, were serious. I'm sure they were. But, but the thing that gets me is that we kind of throw those people under the banner of trolls. And that bothers me a little bit because actually they're not trolls. They're real people. Uh-uh. Right, and they're, they're idiots. real idiots as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, before I let you go, Carrie, the one thing I just want to mention because you very kindly offered Sean and I, I don't think I've even mentioned this to you yet, no, Sean. You haven't. Uh, but very kindly offered us to be on your live stream. We're going to be on the internet, Sean. I can't be on the internet. As I said, physically grotesque. It's impossible. Yes, but it's all right because we'll get an avatar of a cute puppy or something. Oh, can I get a filter? Face. Oh, that's yeah. fine then, please. I'm sure Carrie can make that happen. <laughs> they do have those beauty filters, right? I mean, you've got to start yeah. with some beauty yeah. to start with. That's the problem. It's very hard to take something that looks like, you know, that and, and make it look nice. Um, but, wow. <laughs> sorry, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I, I meant me. I meant uh, me. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. So tell us about this. So what are we expected to do on this live stream? Um, I, well, I'd love to have the two of you on to talk about yourselves and probably... 
ask you some oh. iPhone related questions and uh, uh Mac and <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry. Uh this this was meant to be easy and we threw I you think, under the bus and we do apologize. It's called payback. And yes. that's what's coming. It's that live stream will be called payback. Hey listen, we'll make sure you get some comments. They won't be aimed at you. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Carrie, it's been brilliant having you on today. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell us where we can find you across the internet. Sure, absolutely. You can search for Carry On Accessibility on YouTube or go to youtube.com slash the at symbol, Carry On Accessibility. Um, I'm also Carry On Accessibility on TikTok and Instagram. On Twitter, handles are very short and I don't know how long Twitter will survive. No, I'm not, I'm not having that. <laughs> It'll carry- last forever. <laughs> Stop it now. Carry but on. It's, uh, <laughs> carry On A11Y. <laughs> I love that you've done that with the, the carry on now. AL1, what was it? A11Y. <laughs> he loves it. He just can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> too much of my brain to process. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. We look forward to coming on your live stream and uh, making a mess of that. Yes, Good luck. It's definitely been a pleasure. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. So, Sean, are you still concerned about the future? Yes, more than ever. I mean, excellent. excellent. It's really good stuff out there, and, and, and Carrie does an amazing job. And, uh, yeah, it's just getting better and better. So many resources out there now. Yeah, oh, it's just it's terrifying. There's just so many good people. We are yes. finished. Where, where are the bad people? Come on, now. <laughs> Don't let us down. Yeah. Where are all the bad people, exactly? <laughs> Ah, anyway, that's it for today. Thank you for uh, cheering us up, Carrie. Uh, we are back again tomorrow on the weekend edition of Double Tap. Join us for that. Keep your feedback coming as well. Feedback at doubletaponair.com or call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We're back uh, tomorrow, Sean and I, together again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.